0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to the show that critics are calling. Even if it was only five minutes long, that would be five minutes too long. All right. Thank you for that. Um, Yeah, it's great to be back for another week. We are recording live from good old Pasadena, California. So welcome back to that. It is, we'll start with the checking in segment. It is quite a change of pace being here back in Pasadena. Um, I'll tell you why. You obviously can guess the big biggest reason being that it's winter and so you know in winter in California is way different than winter in Minnesota obviously and being I worked you know remotely in Minnesota for the last few months and it was awesome and I loved it um, but it is you know super cold especially right now the last couple of weeks right before I left it was you know negative negative 20 or so and um, and you know, with the wind chill, it's so a pretty brutal. And coming back to here, where it's seventy every day, um, is uh, and it's going to be, I think, eighties in the next few days. So it's definitely, it's a different change of pace. I wouldn't, you know, walk. I love to walk. I would, <laughs> I wouldn't walk. Uh, no, I, I love to walk, but I found that in Minnesota, I wasn't uh, walking nearly as much. So just because it's so cold out, I'd go out. Um, do a couple laps, come back in. Whereas now I've I've already found that I've triplicated the amount uh, that I've walked in one day, so I'm uh, exhausted and I just woke up. Uh, but um, but that's okay. That's that's all right. But uh, but yeah. So you know, getting kind of acclimated back here in uh, in Pasadena. Um, but it's been it's been nice. Just uh, looking at all the all the lovely smog. It's been a while. Um, but, uh, yeah, let's see what else, you know, that's new with me right before I left. Uh, I find that a lot of the stuff that I talk about on the show is a good signpost of things that you normally just shouldn't say out loud stuff. That's just kind of embarrassing. <laughs> and I find that I just, you know, say a lot of those things, into a mic. Um, and one of them being is I've reached a new low, which is, uh, I got insanely sad over a cassette that I had broke. Um, I got one of these little portable boom boxes that they still, they sell these at Target that has a tape player in it. So, because I still have a few tapes from childhood, ones that I listen to all the time. Um, And so I was listening to a bunch of my old tapes and, um, you know, one is, uh, do I admit the artist? Um, Well, you know, listen, people's, people's tastes change. and Actually, I won't, uh, I won't, um, you know, uh, cower away from this one, Chris Isaac. I'm a Chris Isaac fan. I've got a Chris Isaac tattoo on my neck. I don't, uh, but, um, but his one, his tape, I think it's forever blue. I think it's that one. Let's uh, just double check from the fact checking department. Um, that tape just broke in my tape player. And that was, uh, that was a real bummer. And I, I found Yeah. Forever blue. So that was one that he put out in '95. So I had that in the fifth grade, and uh, and I've done that before. I've worn out a bunch of tapes, more more so VHS tapes. But uh, yeah, the Chris Isaac tape finally couldn't handle it and was like, "Stop playing me," and uh, and just unspooled itself. So that's a bummer. So now I'm going around, and I did go into a Salvation Army store looking for cassette tapes, and. Uh, and hoping that one day maybe i'll find my chris isaac one um and be able to replace it yeah yeah some things i just shouldn't say no microphone i'm a (laughs) mom All right, from there, let's move into some TV. A lot of great stuff uh, this week, um, especially being the... Let's see. Let's talk about the... Um, you know, A lot of good... Sunday night is usually that prime time for HBO stuff. Um, and again, they have this great lineup with uh, Euphoria, which I just finished the latest episode of that, and that is so good still. Just getting darker and more tense um, every every minute that it keeps going, you know what I mean? You think like they can't top themselves. They won't be able to do that. And it does. And this last one, Rue kind of, uh, you know, which is the Zendaya character. She is completely blowing up everything in her life. She's an addict and you see all this downfall that she's causing all this chaos. Um, Including you know telling secrets about her friends, um, and just like you know, just the collateral damage too. There's a couple of scenes where she's playing actual literal Frogger in a um, L.A. freeway, and it's crazy. And those are some of the most tense moments where you're just like, Gee! and then uh, uh, and you know, car accidents are happening around her, and that's like the perfect metaphor for you know the addicts life and journey, all the stuff that happens around them. That's caused by their actions. Um, and is pretty, pretty gnarly. And some of the, some of the actors in it, like, uh, um, I'm blanking on it. This, they have this one actress who's normally this, she's from baskets and, um, She's usually very mild-mannered and is mild-mannered on this show, but she is such a villain, and playing it that way, playing it kind of muted and understated, makes it just all the more um, creepy and uh, and just more scary, too. I'm going to try to look up and find out who that is. So let's see. I played the character of uh, uh, Martha, I believe. Let's see um let's see if i can find that information for you but she is so funny but she has this like undertone um that is just just you know really another added element of super tough to watch um uh, but yeah that's really good uh, Martha Kelly is the name of her of that actress and she does it in just such an amazing amazing job of it Um, but yeah, check that out. Um, after party I'm watching on Apple plus, um, should I, you know, would this be a reason to go out and get Apple plus? Listen, maybe, maybe, maybe not. Um, but it is pretty good. Ben Schwartz, um, Tiffany Haddish, super funny, but also kind of like an Agatha Christie, uh, crime story being solved too. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, very good. I can, I, I'm four episodes in on that and I can recommend those as well. Um Afterlife I finished with Ricky Gervais. This is one of the most depressing shows and I've talked about it before on the podcast and it's one of those things where like hey if you want to just be depressed for hours go and check this out. But it is that, but it's also like the there is uplifting stuff in it but it, it happens in kind of, you know, where you least expect it, which is good. It's, it's basically Ricky Gervais is a man who's dealing with the loss of his wife and life partner for his entire life up to that point and kind of living with that you know how do you carry on after someone like that has passed it is intense but uh but has some really good messages and morals too in some of the filth as well so you get kind of best of both worlds in there check those check that show and check those other shows out uh that's some good stuff to watch this week All right, now we'll move on to a little entertainment news. Um, First story, though, is not the most entertaining, um, kind of depressing. Every once in a while on, you know, more often than we would like on the program, we do have to talk about the people that we've lost and people that have passed away, and including, we haven't talked about, this happened a a couple weeks ago now, but uh, this was Howard Hessman. Howard Hessman was one of my favorite actors from... um, you know, a bunch of different stuff, but the two main things that I think you'd probably recognize him for is one, he was the teacher on head of the class, uh, the first teacher. And then I think, um, I want to say Billy Connolly took over for him. That was actually an underrated show really good. And that was one of those ones that I remember coming home from school and watching it. And it's like, Oh, great. You know, I just finished a full day of school. Let's go watch about school and watch another school like but it, it was funny i watched that and then uh saved by the bell so i did kind of watch a lot of stuff about school after after my daily school which was you know felt more like a job full-time job but uh, anyway so howard hessman you know played the teacher on that but he was also dr johnny fever on wkrp in cincinnati and that uh you know his performance in that is just really awesome um in, in a lot of different ways. It was funny listening to some radio uh, professionals, if you will, some professional disc jockeys talking about him and how, for some people, he, Howard Hessman, was this kind of icon and kind of got them wanting to be in the business. And But they also talked about how, you know, as wild and crazy as he was, he would always grab the mic by his hands and kind of like, you know, when he gave his monologues, um, and as he, you know, talked up the songs that he played, he'd kind of manhandle the microphone. That was one of the things I, I was fascinated with seeing a lot, uh, especially lately, once they've been playing, you know, some old clips and remembrance of them. And, uh, one, one disc jockey was talking about like, uh, yeah, that, uh, you can't get away with that. Try doing that, you know, and you'll just hear all the muffled sounds like I bet you if you can hear that. That's uh, just a little bit. I won't uh, blow at your ears, but um, just moving the microphone along, around like that, even in a slight little bit, causes a huge disturbance. So the way that he was uh, throwing the mics around would definitely cause more of, a, more of a thing. But listen, I don't tune in a WKRP in Cincinnati for realism. No, I want escapism. and That's it. So... Hessman was 81, and he died, unfortunately, from complications related to colon surgery. So there you go. Um, And uh, that news was confirmed by his wife. He was born in Oregon in 1940, and he joined a San Francisco-based improv group called The Committee in the 60s. And the original founding members, some of them were veterans of the Chicago Second City Group. So there you go. That is Howard Hessman. Um, So you know, throw up a glass and cheers that guy. Um, Next, you know, this is a story. So later on in the program, I'll give you my review on Jackass 4, which I have seen. uh, But I saw this article. This is one I wanted to bring up to the guys last week, but we ended up getting sidetracked by a few other um, probably a Guinness Book of World Records here and there. But um, this story was about, you know, one of the stars of Jackass, Mr. Johnny Knoxville, and one of the most self-destructive stunts that he did, which was in Jackass Forever, and he talked about it on Howard Stern um, and described how he had this huge hit from a bull, and the bull basically caused this brain hemorrhage and then this drop in his cognitive ability that he suffered after the hit. He said, The bull hit was the worst I've ever taken from a bull or maybe period. Um... And he also talked about how it's just, you know, it was one of those things that made him, you know, suffer depression for the first time after this serious head hit. And uh, depression is also a common occurrence in the aftermath of a traumatic brain injury. He also added that no one in his family is happy with the stunts. Well, sometimes you have to suffer for your art, and he certainly has. Um, but we'll talk more about what I think of the movie later on. Now, that's a teens all right from there we'll go to some uh, random news of the week this i love i love i'm always obsessed with the language just the language that we all use we did a story earlier this year about the most overused phrases in 2021 And I was fascinated with that because you see that a lot, especially in work emails and stuff, these common phrases. saw a couple of them today, in fact. Uh, But I won't mention specifically what those ones were. Uh, I don't want to out anybody here in the program. Uh, But um, this list just came out this week, which was the list of the grossest words of the English language. So top 10 grossing words. Can you guess what they are? I'm sure you can. There's some of these that have been around that... uh, I've, I've seen when people utter, it just causes this tremor and shake in somebody's body. You know what I mean? They're just like, Gh-h-h-h-h. um, so let's start with, let's see, we have, I don't know if this is the actual, um, order if it's in, actually it is. Yeah. So we've got the actual full list here. Number 10 is curd, um, so, yeah, I guess some people really, they don't even like the phrase cheese curds then, right? To me, that doesn't seem, curd doesn't really do do anything too bad for me. Putrid, I think I used actually putrid recently um, at work, <laughs> but I feel like putrid is a great word. Um, it, it is gross in the sense that it fully describes kind of a gnarly thing, but um, to me, I have no problem using that one. Number eight is ooze. Come on, you're going to deny... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze. One of the best words. Um, Number seven is mucus. That one's, yeah. That is definitely a gross word. You hear that and you're like, ugh. Um, Let's see. And speaking of mucus, actually, I've told this story before too, but I love my little niece. She probably hates, uh, she she doesn't listen to the show, right? Um, But, uh she when she was younger years ago this is like almost 20 years ago um she was um we were watching spongebob together and i think i've told this story in the podcast before but she handed me something and she's like here you go uncle matt and i was like hey thanks and it was gooey and warm and i was like uh, what is this and she's like boogers i was like oh great cool that's what I think of when I hear mucus. Uh, number six, we got fester. Number five, splooge. Number four, moist. Now, moist is one. That's one of those ones that I was referring to earlier. When I hear that word, you see a visual tremor. People hate that word. Uh, seepage is um, one that I don't use or see that much, but I, I can go with that one. That one's a pretty, pretty gross word. Um, number two, phlegm or phlegm. As I've seen people read it and pronounce it, I'm like, "Oh, okay, uh, that's wrong." Uh, and then uh, uh, number one is "pus," that got nine thousand seven hundred ninety-nine votes from people online. So the way they did this one was they um, they did an on, went on to it was conducted by an online language platform, and the majority of the words in there. So then those were the votes from that specific site. And Puss got number one with 9,799 votes. So there you go. Puss, Puss, Puss. Gross. All right, from there, we actually we haven't discussed comic books in a while, and so people have uh, requested comic books. So I'm going to give you a quick little uh, rundown of some good books that I've been reading lately, um, including, these ones might be tougher to find, but I did get as a uh, um, birthday gift, I got uh, two classic issues of uh, a series, Batman and Two-Face, uh, issues number 25 and 26. If you can uh, track those down, they're actually really too Really well written um, issues of the series, and uh, and as I'm you know patiently awaiting the new Batman movie, it's good to read those, and those are two solid reads. Um, one too that I I read a little bit, kind of going back and forth. Um, I remember when I first moved out to California, I'd read issues of The Walking Dead here and there, but never got like hardcore into it. But um, I got an issue of Walking Dead Deluxe, so they're actually redoing the series but putting it in color now the whole run of the series was this kind of iconic black and white but um you know they're reissuing it in color so that's the deluxe and so uh red issue number 28 um it's cool i actually really enjoy it i haven't read one in a long time this one is one of the classic ones where rick loses his hand the governor uh takes his hand from him chops it off uh, pretty brutal. Um, spoiler alert, by the way. But uh, but that is one of the classic issues of it. These are all reissues, so they also reissue and reprint the letters section, which they call the back matter, which is another kind of like... That's kind of a gross word, it sounds like, right? <laughs> back matter? Um, no, I won't take a look at your back matter. Um, but uh, but it, what was always kind of interesting about this series, and I forgot about it, was that they're... Their back matter (laughs) is this massive multi-page thing, like probably five or six pages of letters, and he'd print them all. Robert Kirkman, the creator and writer of the comic book series, would print them all. He'd print the bad stuff um, more often than not and the good stuff, and so it's kind of interesting seeing that. Um, But it's, uh, it's kind of funny, too. Some of the things that you know, since it was number 28 of that show, or sorry, of that book, it was before the show was coming out. So some of the issues that they, um, and problems, I don't really want to say problems, but things that fans had, had taken umbrage with, including saying that uh, they felt like it was that the the book was kind of So there wasn't a lot of zombies. I found that so interesting. There was like you're kind of dealing more with the characters. There's not a ton of zombie stuff in here anymore. That is something that plagued them in the TV show. That became a common complaint. I remember reading in reviews and even thinking myself. There'd be you know hour long episodes going by where you'd see maybe one or two zombies in a full zombie show. So it was kind of interesting seeing that that issue was clearly you know in the comic books before. And then became an issue on the TV show, but it's it's a stylistic choice that they're fully creators are embracing. Um, and then finally, King of Spies, this Mark Millar book. Um, is about an old, washed up secret agent realizing that he's got a few months to live. So now he's out to settle some old scores, and it is awesome. So to see all those scores that he he uh, settles, check out uh, check out all those. Um, those books. They're on issue number four, I think, is coming out, uh, or maybe three is coming out this week. So check that out. That is King of Spies. All right, and finally, we are going to some movies. This is the movie review segment. Um, seen a lot of good movies um, over the last week, um, but these are just a couple that we can talk about. One being uh, this horror movie called Slap Face that's on Shudder right now. And it kind of centers around this brother relationship, you know, older brother, younger brother, and they have this game that they always play with each other that they call Slap Face. And it's where they each take turns slapping each other's face, and then, you know, one person will slap another person, and then that person will slap them, and then they do it harder, and then the next round harder, and then they keep going, you see where it goes. Um, And I remember playing this game as a dumb kid Um, and looking back on it now as a dumb adult, um, (laughs) how crazy is that? Some of the stupid stuff. Like I also remember this brought back for a while, a phase in my junior high or high school was fainting and where kids would actually just faint each other. They, you know, push their hands against someone's neck and make them faint. And it's like, what? (laughs) That is crazy. Um, you know, i I just can't even imagine I would never want you know my son or daughter doing that, and you're just like kids are real dumb sometimes uh but yeah, anyway, so the slap face is this horror movie, and it's um it's kind of this uh old ghost demon lady that's going around um and you know the there's some good gore, but I feel like it's you know it it's got that issue of. It's on the... One, I think it's it's not a full R rating. It's more on the PG-13 level. So it's not as hardcore as it could have been. Um, and the acting, I thought, was a little rough, too. Like, the main kid, little kid... And listen, he's clearly at a young age. He's better an actor than I would ever be. But um, there's some times when it's like... And I love cheesy horror movie acting. But sometimes there's moments in this where you're just like, whew, man... That could have used a second take, and with other things too, you know, that were shot. Um, but uh, but you know, it was one of those one of those movies that was a little too light on some of the um, horror elements. So it was, uh, and only ninety minutes, but it felt so much longer. So you normally with a horror movie, I'm like, even if it's just horror, I'm going to give it a good. But this one, I got to go, not good. Um, but that being said, there's still elements of it that I love, you know giving it the not good or good category can kind of it's too easy to go in one way or the other with that but uh but there are some stuff it's beautifully shot it's great to look at um there is good ambiance and there's some creepy moments but uh but i'm interested more to see where you know this crew and these filmmakers kind of go from here because i think it's this is great but i mean it's just going to keep getting you know gnarlier and uh and more awesome so definitely look for that uh movie i saw in theaters was jackass 4 uh so yeah so this movie came out and i haven't checked the numbers or ratings or anything like that but it has to be huge right um i saw it in a packed theater like packed as packed as you can get in the socially distanced kind of world that we're living in but it was a great watch from start to finish that's a 90 minutes that you want more of and what was cool was this screening. It was an AMC special fan appreciation screening. So they gave you like a featurette afterwards that was like 10 minutes. And uh and that was pretty cool so that the movie could just kind of keep going. <clears throat> um but yeah, what can I say about the movie? It was it was it was really good. It's it's one of those things where they pay homage to some of their earlier stunts. Which you know they have to do, you know, from time to time. But then there's also they they keep upping the ante, which we talked about with the the bowl stunt with Johnny Knoxville, which is similar to one that he did, I think, in the second one that got him, you know, semi concussed or concussed. Um, but this was, yeah, really brutal, but really good. And they do a great tribute to Ryan Dunn at the end as well. That uh, that the whole audience cheered. And I uh, love that. No Bam Margera in this one. I don't know if you've been keeping up with all the kind of controversy and behind the scenes stuff. But basically, from what I've gathered, he didn't want to follow some of the rules of, with uh, you know um, kind of the the random drug test or stipulations and uh, and something to do do with that there where he was tested for something that he has to take for a certain prescription um i don't know know all the details you can follow up on that but his you know his presence i think is if you're a fan of the other movies it's noticed big time that he's not there but that being said the one scene that he is in there you just see him in the background and they don't do any like commentary from them or anything like that so it's noticeable and you're just like wow what a huge drastic change from that so that was crazy um, also to note when I saw the screening there was a guy that was hammered um, in my row a couple seats down from me and um, would just kind of cough into the air <laughs> and uh, and then was just like just hammered and would talk back like like we were in his living room, it felt like. Um, and you could tell the audience, like other, other audience members were like, you know, what do we do? And then thankfully he was uh, so hammered that he just passed out. So got to love that. And then we could enjoy the movie. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is the podcast for the week. Thanks for checking out another edition. Uh, if you have any comments or concerns, please reach out to notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com. That's notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com. Special thanks to the Unis and Nalo for more awesome music this week. And uh, yeah, a special thanks and shout out to Blark. Check them out. Um, and then also, you know, new episodes of... Uh, Ghost Hunters are dropping every Saturday, and uh, and then of course this week's episode is a special meatloaf episode. So his uh, his last um, investigation. So check that out. Uh, that is coming up on Ghost Hunters, and we will see you all in a week. And until then, I love you.